How many hours are in a day when you don't spend half of them watching television? When is the last time any of us really worked to get something that we wanted? How long has it been since any of us really needed something that we wanted? The world we knew is gone. The world of commerce and frivolous necessity has been replaced by a world of survival and responsibility. An epidemic of apocalyptic proportions has swept the globe, causing the dead to rise and feed on the living. In a matter of months, society has crumbled. No government, no grocery stores, no mail delivery, no cable TV. In a world ruled by the dead, we are forced to finally start living. Welcome to this episode of Book Blurbs. I'm excited to be back on the podcast and doing recording again. I've caught up on my reading, and today's episode feels like its subject matter could hit a little closer to home than many of us would have liked or could have possibly imagined in this time of the COVID-19 pandemic. But I'm hoping we can kind of approach it as sort of escapism and at the same time maybe learn some lessons and glean a few things that we can use to kind of help us approach things in today's society. So... Stick around, and we have got a great episode today for Book Blurbs. So I know that was sort of a vague introduction to this episode of Book Blurbs, so you may be asking, Kenneth, what could we possibly be talking about on this episode? What is the book, or what is the story that you're referencing? Well, drumroll please. Today's episode is about The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead is a comic book series created by Robert Kirkman with artwork by Tony Moore and Charlie Adler. The story follows Rick Grimes, a deputy shot in the line of duty who goes into a coma and wakes up in a hospital in the midst of a zombie apocalypse. After joining with some other survivors, he gradually takes on the role of leader as they struggle to survive in this new, horrible, terrifying world that they find themselves in. And they they fight not only the zombies, but they also encounter and struggle against other living humans, which is even more terrifying than the zombies when you think about it, because the human versus human violence is taking place in this world where people are supposed to be united against one common enemy. And I think that's one of the ways where the whole Walking Dead universe really hits close to home right now, and that we as a country are fighting over little things and we're still at odds with each other when we've got this pandemic that knows no boundaries and doesn't discriminate. It's going to infect anyone it comes across, and yet we're still not working together in ways that we could. 
So The Walking Dead was published in 2003, and the series ran for 193 issues, and it actually just ended in 2019. The comic series was, of course, adapted into the popular television show on AMC beginning in 2010, and that went on to spawn several video games. There's the very popular, very well-made Telltale Games that stars Clementine, one of the best fictional characters in this whole universe. And there's also been uh, virtual reality video games. Um, There's been webisodes on the internet, novels, uh, and spinoff TV shows, as well as Potential feature films centered around the main character, Rick Grimes. Not sure what the status of those films are, you know, with the pandemic and everything going on now. Um, but that was the the plan, um, and it has been announced. I'm just not sure what the progress is on those movies now. The original pitch for The Walking Dead by Kirkman and Tony Moore was for a follow-up to George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, with this comic series taking place in the 1960s. Image Comics, which publishes The Walking Dead comics, uh, the co-founder of Image Comics, Jim Valentino, suggested using an original concept instead of this Night of the Living Dead idea, so that the creators would own the property outright. And then the revised pitch became The Walking Dead. There's been a ton of speculation and kind of psychological research into why we as a society uh, and our pop culture is so obsessed with zombies. I mean... You think back a a couple of years and it seems like every other thing you were seeing on television had some sort of zombie tie-in in in a way, some more extreme than others. One theory is that zombies represent emotional emptiness and boredom, and that we all fear this idea of living a lifeless life, uh, a life without meaning, without purpose, walking around in this sort of bored, dead, lonely days. Not really all there. Not full of life like we're meant to be. These zombie stories also give us a glimpse of the possible ways you could respond to a disaster of epic proportions. Would you save yourself and your family at all costs, even if it meant hoarding all available resources? Just think back a couple of months when COVID-19 really gripped our nation uh, uh, at first in the springtime. I mean, people were hoarding toilet paper and grocery store shelves were wiped out clean. So it's not really hard to imagine that. Would you try to take control of the situation in this zombie apocalypse and act for the common good, doing everything you can to help out your neighbor. We've also seen that in the pandemic right now, you know, 
you hear stories of people looking out for their elderly neighbors, doing regular checkups on them and uh, going out for the groceries for them so that they don't have to put themselves at risk. So that's another way that we imagine ourselves in this sort of zombie scenario. Or would you maybe just hide and wait for things to go back to the way they were before? Would you turn to religion? Turn away from religion? The Walking Dead gives you a chance to think about how you might handle the unthinkable. But at the same time, if you're in the mood for just graphic blood and gore entertainment, The Walking Dead is great for that, too, and has definitely got you covered. So, this first half of the episode is completely spoiler-free. This is just kind of a general introduction to how The Walking Dead was formed and created, and just a one- or two-sentence summary of Rick and, you know what the story kind of focuses on with him and his group of survivors, you know, trying to, to avoid these zombies, rebuild life, kind of recreate a structure of society, some semblance of how things were before with laws, um, and just morals in this world where, Everything is up for grabs, and it's just so chaotic, and everything is uncertain. After the break that we're going to take here in just a minute, I'm going to bring in a very special guest. She hasn't been on the podcast yet, um, but she is perhaps an even bigger fan of The Walking Dead than I am, and we're going to talk about the comic series, of course, but we're also going to mention the TV show on AMC because how can you not when you're uh, talking about this source material here? Uh, It's hard not to draw comparisons and see how they tie in with each other and also at the same time have their differences. So, We're going to take a quick break now for the episode, and when we come back, I will bring in our very special guest to discuss The Walking Dead. Welcome back to this episode of Book Blurbs. On today's episode, we're discussing The Walking Dead graphic novel slash comic series. And now we're going to welcome in our special guest this episode, my sister, Catherine. Catherine, welcome to the podcast. I wanted to ask you a few questions about The Walking Dead because I know you're a big fan of the the comics as well as the TV shows. Uh, not just the main Walking Dead show, but also like the Fear of the Walking Dead and all the spinoffs. Um, So, how did you first hear about The Walking Dead, or when did you first hear about it? The first time I heard about The Walking Dead is from you, whenever you were the one who introduced me to the show, Mm -hmm. and 
you and dad were both into it. So that's why I started watching it because, uh, that way we would have something to both talk about. Yeah. I learned about the walking dead when dad was watching the, I think season one, or maybe he was already on season two, but I remember walking by and seeing him watching it and, it was, uh, I think, Rick Grimes on screen with the sheriff's hat and everything, and it looked really cool, like a kind of post-apocalyptic or uh, dystopian kind of show, and I tend to like those kind of stories, so I started with uh, season one. We went out and got the series DVDs, and uh, season one's really short. It's only a Six handful episodes. of episodes, yeah. Six episodes. So it's really easy to get through that first season pretty quickly and then uh, watch season two. And then when I finished season two, I was able to start watching the series on AMC as it went on. And then I don't think I started reading the comics until later on, a few years later. When did you start reading the comics? Um, I started reading the comic books um probably um back in 2018 mm-hmm. uh did you and, start when i gave you that first big compendium yeah i it was probably the time whenever i started was whenever you gave me that the first novel yeah so for all the listeners out there you can purchase The Walking Dead in the single issues as they come out and are released, or um, you can get them in volumes, right? Yep. And then what I like to do was, and what I did for the whole series was I waited until the giant compendiums came out, so it would collect several, several issues. Uh, I don't, I'm not exactly sure how many are in a compendium. There are 34, I think. Yeah, I think it's at least 30-something. Um, but they're really big. Uh, it's not the kind of book where you can, like, lay in bed and just hold it up and read it that way. Yeah, I tried doing that. They're really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you can do some weightlifting exercises with them. Yeah. Uh, weightlifter. Yeah. But, uh... I like doing collecting them all in that way because they it's it's a really engaging and quick read and that way you have them the whole story there in one big book and you don't have to stop and wait for the next issue to come out. I like having it's kind of like binging a TV show but in book form. And so these big compendiums would come out every few years and the fourth and final compendium just came out um I guess it was last year, last year, 2019. Um, I think it came out right around the same time as the new season started on the show. So probably sometime in October. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's how we've been reading the series is through those big compendiums. There's four total. And just a head, uh, heads up. If y'all watch the TV show, y'all might want to catch up on that before you listen to this podcast because there are some spoilers yeah we're gonna 
some of my questions are going to be spoiler heavy, so um, that's that's a good warning um, because we will spoil definitely the comic series here, and then we might inevitably spoil a little bit of the show as well because a lot of the comics uh, which Robert Kirk Kirkman, the creator of the whole series, wrote, um, a lot of the comic stuff is similar to the show, but it's also different. Like, there's some differences. Like, Daryl is one of the most popular characters in the TV show, and his brother Merle, and they're not in the comics at all. And then you'll also have characters in the comics who are still alive, even though they died very early in the TV show. So it's interesting to, as a fan, be a consumer of both media uh, and see the differences and similarities pop up in them. So, Catherine, I've, my next question for you is, who is your favorite character? That is a tough one. Um, I have probably my top three character favorite characters are... Carl and mm-hmm. Lydia, yeah, and Herschel, yeah, his feminine, uh, feminine shotgun <laughs> in the season two finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carl and Lydia are surprising but good choices, and then Herschel's. Uh, always a a good like wise figure i think i'm gonna surprise you with my favorite character (laughs) really yeah can you guess rick no andrea oh man she's really good too okay i'll i'll list two favorite characters um i did not like Andrea in the TV series, but in the comics, she's one of my favorite characters by far. Um, but the one I was thinking of that I think is going to surprise you is Negan. What? <laughs> yeah. Were you like Negan in the comic book? Yeah. Uh, he goes through so much character development and growth. Like, out of all the characters, like, he changes maybe the most and by the end of the comic series he goes from being one of the most uh, terrifying bad guys in the whole franchise to like one of the the good guys kind of like an anti-hero so uh it was really cool to like watch his transformation and how it unraveled and evolved um and then i really like andrea because She's a survivor, you know, she she always seems to be able to keep her head on straight and keep focused. And then she's just, like, an amazing sharpshooter. She's, like, an awesome sniper. She's the the survivor, survivor group's best shot. Uh, and it's cool to see her, like, go up in these uh, watchtowers or bell towers or clock towers and uh do her thing and like pick off the zombies or like uh she's up there with her rifle and she's like security and keeping watch or she's also a threat when people try and invade so she's really cool and she's also like 
able to hold Rick and his family together too. Yeah, I I I, I agree with that. She was a good role model for Carl. Yeah. Um. What would you say was your saddest moment? That's a hard one. Um, my probably the saddest moment was, which surprised me, was whenever they're in Philadelphia and Rick dies. Yeah. <laughs> by uh, the president's son. Yeah. Because Rick. You know, it's this new community, the Commonwealth, and they're very well off. They're the best structured group you see in the whole series. And it's kind of like the last story arc in the whole series where they encounter this Commonwealth group. And uh, she's kind of like the governor of the whole Commonwealth. And when Rick and his group come along, they try and work together with them. But then they realize that... Um, they favor people based on what their prior occupation was. So if you were a doctor or a lawyer before society collapsed and then the zombies became a thing, or the walkers as they're called in the series, before the walkers uh, started, you know, rising up after people died. So if you were a, a doctor or a lawyer, you got, you were basically like high class. You were upper class in the commonwealth. But if you were like a janitor or a cook or you worked in hospitality or something like that, then you were like lower class and had to do a lot more heavy labor. And you probably got like put on extra watch duty or sent out for scavenging. And you you had a lot higher risk of dying than the upper class people and so Rick's Rick and his group saw that and didn't necessarily agree with it and so um eventually they rallied the commonwealth people to support them and displaced the the lady as the governor and her son wasn't happy about that because he was so spoiled because she was in charge and no one could touch him and tell him what to do and then once they took his mom out of power then he was upset with Rick and wanted revenge and basically like killed him at night while he was in bed it was really sad yeah it was really sad I think I cried whenever I read that part yeah you know which part was really sad for me and that made me cry when Andrea died yeah that that one also made me cry and it's interesting to see, like, our two choices because Andrea dies trying to protect, I think it was maybe Eugene, when there's a herd of zombies enclosing around them. Yep. Um, and she, she's able to save him, but she gets bit while she's pulling him out of there and getting out of that circle of zombies. Um, and she gets back to their their home and... That's when uh, you see that she's getting sick and she's dying. But it's really beautiful the way that Robert Kirkman did it because since it's kind of like a slow death with the turning into a zombie, uh, all of the people in the town got to like come and see her before she died. 
So, like, you see Negan even gets to go and say hi to her, and, um, you know, all these different people are coming in and saying sorry and how much they'll miss her. Uh, and then Rick takes it really, really hard. And, uh, like, you'll see, like, drawings of him where he's, like, sleeping on top of her grave because he misses her so much. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting because, like, you picked Rick's death as your saddest moment, and even Carl in the series, like, he, like, says how people got to say goodbye to Andrea, uh, when she died, but since Rick's death was so sudden and, like, a sneak surprise attack, like, he kind of died and turned into a zombie right then and there, and no one had a chance to tell him goodbye or anything, and he done so much for all of the communities and all the people so our next question what was your most surprising moment probably my most surprising moment is I have two first one is when Andrea is up in the bell tower and Neem's people are attacking the Alexandria Alexandria and when the guy almost pushes her off the building (laughs) surprised me that it was the guy and not her because the way they wrote it in the comic book yeah, the way it's drawn, it looks like she got pushed off. Right. And then my second moment is when Negan and Negan kills Glenn. How graphic how graphic it was. Yeah. I think versus the TV show in the comic book I think the comic book was more graphic than the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when they did it in the show. Like, that episode where it happened, it just cut to black. And then you just heard the noise. And then that was the end of that season, right? Or was that a mid-season? No, that wasn't at the end. Yeah, the and then we had... It, the way they ended season six is... They ended it with him counting. Yeah. And then the beginning of season one, episode one, is when they it you end up seeing that it reveals that Glenn was the one that got picked. Yeah. They made you wait several whole, months. <laughs> several months for that just one moment. And I know a lot of fans were upset because of that. <laughs> well, and also because they were also upset because they basically discriminated the only Asian person at that part of the show. Yeah. And they had kept faking Glenn's death for a while, like in the show where he hides behind that dumpster and everyone thought he was going to die there and they did it another time so that people were getting annoyed they kept doing these fake deaths 
Um, my most surprising moment, um, there's a couple, like, early on, Carl killing Shane, I think, um, and even, like, when they're, was it when they were walking to the farm or when they were going to the prison and Carl gets shot and, uh, I think that was when they were going to the farm the first time. They were going to And the one farm. of Herschel's family members shot him while he was out hunting. Right. Yeah. That was uh, surprising. And it was so early on that you were like, are they really going to kill Carl, the little boy, this early? Um, but then another, like, really surprising moment for me, aside from Rick's death, that was shocking. Did not expect that. Um, was when they're at the prison and the governor is invading and breaking down the fence and everything and kind of overruns it and, you know, destroys everything. Uh, when they killed Herschel, that yeah. was shocking. That was very shocking. I think, honestly, the way they did it in the show was better than the way they did it in the book. And then it continues to be shocking with the governor because one of his own people kills him. Because uh, she sees that the governor killed uh, Lori and her baby and she didn't like that so she turned against the governor um let's see what else would so overall would you say that you like the tv show better the walking dead tv show the main series or do you like the comic books better i would say i like the comic books better because they're more detailed I, I just hate the fact that some of the characters that are in the comic book aren't I mean from the TV show aren't in the comic book yeah like Daryl yeah like Daryl mm -hmm. yeah uh, it's funny because uh, in the TV show they just introduced one of the later characters in the comic <laughs> books. You remember Princess? Yeah, I remember Princess. Oh my god. <laughs> She's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she definitely like jumps off the page when you read about her. Um, for me, I definitely like the comics better than the TV show. Um, it's not even close for me. Uh, the TV show for me has kind of lost its way and it's especially when Scott Gimple was showrunner um, they just drag things out so much and it got down to a point where you could predict and place all your bets on the fact that um, the only big things only major things were going to happen in the season premiere the mid-season finale and then the season finale. And everything in between was kind of felt just filler. Maybe you'd get an episode or two in there that were really good or had like 
important plot points, but for the most part, you could probably get away with watching just three episodes a season and getting the bulk of the story and then just kind of filling in the blanks the rest of the way. I think what aggravated me about the show is how Michonne's not in it anymore. Like how they... They kind of just wrote her out. They just kind of wrote her out. Not even killed her or anything. Basically, the way they did it is she went on the mission because she saw some of Rick's stuff Mm -hmm. in some random place. And she decided to go look for him. Yeah. Um, And I like the comics better, too, because... Like you were saying, the artwork is so detailed, and um, it's kind of like just the art itself is beautiful to look at. And there, are, you know, there are some pages where it's just a full page, single image, and it's really beautifully drawn and stands out. And then the action scenes, you're just like flipping through, and they go by really quickly, and they're so well paced and like the story arcs are so clearly divided and then go together well and just are interwoven very well. Uh, whereas in the TV show, they kind of get jumbled and it turns into a mess sometimes. Um, so definitely heavy spoilers here, uh, but let's talk about the ending real quick here of the comic books, of course, because we don't know the ending of the TV show and if they're going to change anything or do it differently yet. Um, what did you think about that ending? Because when I read it, after Rick died, I was like, where did they even go from here? And it was actually a surprise for readers, too, because uh, the people that were reading it, you know, as each issue came out, they didn't know it was ending. So I think it's issue 193 or 194? Is that right? I think Robert Kirkman originally said he'd like to get to an even number. I think it was 200 issues or something like that. But he knew he was finished with the story and good on him for not trying to drag it out just to hit a number. But once he reached the end of his story, he knew it was time to end it. And so he didn't put out any kind of warnings or anything. The Skybound or the comic book publishers didn't mark the issue as the final issue or anything so it was a surprise once people finished it and they got to that final page and it said the end they weren't expecting that um so the series ends after rick's death with uh sort of an epilogue where we jump forward in time and you see this this character and you're not exactly a hundred percent sure who it is yet and then as you keep reading and flipping through the pages you realize that it's it's a grown-up Carl and uh everything is completely different about the world uh they've integrated the communities and the walkers or the zombies don't pose as much of a threat they're more of a novelty to the point where uh it's Maggie's son right yeah, it's to the point where Maggie's son, Herschel, uses them as entertainment. Yeah, it's like a traveling kind of circus act show where he uh, travels with walkers and uh, shows them off. And, uh, oh, Maggie is president. 
yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's like Carl's living out on a farm with his family, and, uh, you know, he ends up uh, marrying Sophia, which is uh, Carol's daughter, and she makes it through the whole comic series, whereas in the show, she famously dies in the barn on Herschel's farm. And that was a big uh, twist in the TV show in season two. Yeah, I was surprised that Carl married Sophia instead of Lydia. Yeah, Lydia ends up marrying just a random guy you haven't read or seen at all up to that point. Um, but she works, her job is like a courier, so she travels around delivering mail and messages and Carl kind of does that too. So they still work together and see each other. But yeah, did you like how the, the show there, not the show, but the comic series ends with the, one of the final scenes is Carl sitting on a rocking chair with his, uh, his child. And he's reading her a story about Rick Grimes, his dad. So did you like how that they did that ending? Yeah, I did. Whatever. Why didn't they do it ending with um Judith? Yeah. What do you mean? They didn't do an ending with Judith. In the comics? Yeah. Well, Judith died at the prison when the governor attacked. Oh. So she's not around. Yeah, in the comics, she's she died. She didn't grow up. That's one of the differences. Um. Yeah. So it just ends. The comics end with uh, Carl sitting there reading a bedtime story about his dad, and I think in the comics too, like when grown up Carl is walking around in the main town or one of the cities or settlements there's a statue of rick yeah yeah uh and it's kind of like in star wars how the people kind of already forgot about the jedi uh even though it's only a couple decades after they were wiped out but even in the walking dead series it's been a few a couple decades maybe and you know the kids that are younger and are growing up don't really know as much about rick grimes and what he did for all of them so carl you know takes pride in teaching his kid about his dad so any final thoughts about the walking dead yeah i was so disappointed how it was so disappointing how because of this COVID 19 stuff how the show the way it ended and how they are now leaving it to where we don't know the release date of the season finale. Yeah. So what happened is um, the current season of the main TV show, they were almost through the season and they had one episode left the season finale, but then COVID hit and, I guess with the post-production, the team couldn't meet in person and finish what they needed to finish, and so it got delayed, and now you told me the rumors are that they're going to release it the week before the new season starts, and so it's all kind of up in the air right now. It's not a definite, but 
hopefully that's what they do and they hopefully will listen to the viewers that have complained about how the show is delayed and about you know hopefully they'll do it before the season 11 premiere the week before the season 11 premiere yeah uh, yeah so thanks for coming on book blurbs Catherine uh, um, you're welcome great having you and talking about The Walking Dead I know it's one of your favorite series so uh, hopefully all the listeners out there if you've seen the TV show and if you like it or maybe even if you dropped off and or just don't like it give the comics a chance because really they're a work of art and uh the storytelling is superb and it's a good way to kind of get into the the medium of graphic novels and it's it's uh really entertaining so unfortunately i forgot to ask Catherine what rating she would give the walking dead comic book series but i have a pretty good idea of what she would award it as a reminder for listeners and an introduction for newcomers, my rating system goes from best to worst. Bookshelf worthy, cream of the crop material there. Uh, buy is the next stage, which means you're willing to spend your hard-earned money on the book or story. Library, which is just below that, you know, you're you want to read it, but you're not willing to take a chance on spending money on it. Spark notes, which means you're interested enough in learning about the plot or the characters, but you don't want to spend the time or money uh, to actually get the book or story itself. And finally, at the bottom is pass, and that's something that's not even worth any time or money at all. So, for the Walking Dead comic book series by Robert Kirkman, I am going to award it bookshelf-worthy. And I think Catherine would also give it that rating. In fact, I've seen it uh, on her shelf at home. So... I highly recommend the compendium again. Uh, there are four in total, and they collect, just off the top of my head, I'm going to say 40-plus issues in each one. Um, it is a great way to sort of, I guess it's the equivalent of binging a TV show, but uh, in comic book form. So great way to get through all of them and have it all uh, in one place. And that'll do it for this episode of Book Blurbs, folks. I would appreciate it if you jump on over to social media and follow the podcast on there. You can find it on Facebook and Twitter at BookBlurbs19. If you want to send an email to the podcast, you can send it to bookblurbs19 at gmail.com. And finally, if you want to leave a voice message for the podcast, 
go to www.anchor.fm slash book blurbs and I will give it a listen and try and fit it into an upcoming episode. I'd also really appreciate it if you leave a rating for the podcast on the podcasting platform you're listening to this episode on right now, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other host of podcasting platforms out there. That'll be really helpful. It will promote the podcast and hopefully help other people discover book blurbs and become a part of this great community we have going here. That was The Walking Dead by Robert Kirkman. Great series. It's so much more than just blood and gore and zombies. There are so many themes that you get to explore in this rich storyscape of the comic book. I hope to see you on the next episode of Book Blurbs. We're going to be covering a classic of American literature. So in the meantime, stay safe, stay well and healthy. Please wear a mask and love each other. Thank you for listening. This has been Book Blurbs with your host, Kenneth and our special guest, Catherine. See you next time.